All right, let's preview the Boise State Broncos. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. He makes the magic happen at The Athletic, covering the Boise State Broncos. He is Dave Southhorn with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hi, Dave. How are you? Doing great, guys. Uh, you know, sitting here, it's uh, a week from media days to the Mountain West, and uh, football actually seems like it's going to really happen. So this is, this, this is a pretty exciting time. <laughs> Oh yeah, man! The countdown is is on. I can't believe it's media days, then camps, and uh, you know we're doing countdowns on the station to to BYU Utah. I mean, football, man! It, you can almost smell it. I can imagine, Dave, that in Boise it is especially that way. Yeah, it, it really is. And actually, the, the funny thing about it right, is actually literally right now I am parked at the stadium, and Garth Brooks is playing here tomorrow night. So that's that's a huge deal. But I think that's going to help the people that are in that stadium realize that, ah, yes, football is very near. And I think with, you know, with Boise State, I think there's a ton of, you know, intrigue going into this season. There's a huge opener, which always helps matters. And I think that, uh, you know, I think the people are starting to get, you know, get pretty amped for it. It's, it's, it's starting to feel real for them too. All right. Tell us a little bit about this year's roster. What are they losing? What's coming back? What, what are going to be this team's strengths? Yeah, I, th- I think that the, you know, the strengths for this team will honestly be on the lines. They're returning uh, all five of the offensive linemen that started the last half of last season. Uh, their defensive line is very, very veteran from the defensive ends to the nose tackles to the outside linebacker stud position types. Uh, I think that's where it's going to start for them. Uh, I think they're going to be very set there, which is going to be a very good thing for them considering that they've lost a ton of linebackers on defense and on offense – They've lost their their best players, frankly. They lost Brett Rippon, four-year starter quarterback. They lose Alexander Madison, a 1,000-yard running back to the NFL. And their top two wide receivers are gone, too. So with all those question marks there, I think the fact that they have a reliable offensive line is going to help. I think there are, there is talent, especially at wide receiver, to help them. But the big questions, I think, for them is going to be quarterback and running back. Has Boise uh, State reached a point where it does reload? I mean, how's the depth of the program? You would think after all these years that uh, it would be pretty good in that regard. Yeah, the, the, the reload and rebuild question, you know, I, I've always, in the back of my mind, wondered if there is going to be a true rebuilding year. And there hasn't been. I mean, you know, frankly, there hasn't been. The year after they lost Kellen Moore, they still they still won out uh, and, and won double-digit games. So, uh, So I think that... There is there is there is talent. There is some depth, but um, but again, uh, at those two big spots, there are a lot of potential guys, but no one that's really had a bunch of experience. At quarterback, they had five guys in for the spring that are on scholarship that are still here, who have thrown a combined ten passes in in their FBS careers. Running backs, none, none of them have started a game. They, they've played a bit here and there, but there's no obvious heir apparent. So I think that. In terms of those spots, there are guys there, but they're just unproven. But you talk about the depth, I think wide receiver, despite losing their two best from last season, I legitimately really believe that it's going to be one of the best units in the country just because of the, the depth they have and the, you know, and the varied amounts of you know, types of receivers they have. They're, they're gonna, I think they're going to be really, really good this year at that, at that position. Dave Southhorn with us of The Athletic, covering Boise State football on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Dave, we have seen some just thrillers between BYU and Boise State over the past few year, uh, years, including last year's game, which was absolutely terrific. How do the folks up there feel about this yearly series with BYU? Um, you guys didn't prep me for this question, but it's perfect because what, I'm, what I wrote today, it'll be tomorrow in The Athletic, I 
I rank the games that Boise State's playing next season that have the most potential to be to this be crazy, to be the ones that are, you know, either high scoring and really close, or something wacky happens in them. And my number one is BYU, and I think mm. that th- that that series has been one of the best things, frankly, for Boise State to have. It's a regional team, it's a bit of a rivalry. The fans here get up for it, and every year there is something interesting about it. It's usually really close. I mean, last year, obviously, you know, Zach Wilson, who was committed to Boise State, goes and takes them down to the five-yard line. Granted, BYU lost. BYU had a shot to win that game, obviously. And so I think that with that now going to Provo, BYU maybe being a little better in certain aspects, um, I think this is, you know, that, that's going to be one of, if not the toughest game. And, and they're opening against Florida State. And I think the fans here have really, you know, bought into it. And there hasn't been an obvious Mountain West rival that's really stepped up. The only ones are in the West Division, and they don't play them every year. They play BYU every year. So I think that, that's been a really interesting game that people love up here. Speaking of Mountain West rivals, how do, how's this program up there feel about Utah State? Uh, th- there's a lot of, of respect for Utah State. I think what really helped that was you know Utah State having some good teams when Gary Anderson, when Gary was here the first time, um, you know, they play in bowl games up here, so people saw them and saw the talent they produced, you know, your Robert Turbins, your Vigils, your Bobby Wagners. But also, in 2015, Boise State went down there with a hotshot quarterback in Brett Rippon, who was a freshman, and they got run out of that building. They had eight turnovers. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen them play. And that got respect up here because that's the closest one you can drive to. That's a team that, that year in, year out, more and more has gotten a little better. Last year's game up here was good. And now Mike Sanford is the OC over there, and he's a former Boise State quarterback, and he was the OC here when they won the most recent Fiesta Bowl. So there's more intrigue in that game, and I think there's there's been some good respect on it, and I think people have wanted a team like that to step up to be a, a bit more of a natural rival in this conference. I know you uh, touched on this a little bit, but uh, Brett Rippon, of course, wraps up a, a career up there in Boise. Lay out the quarterback competition for us a little bit more in depth. How heated is this going to be? Is there, a, is there somebody you expect to, to step forward and grab it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my first story for the Athletics. <laughs> um, was there, yeah, with, with, with five guys in here, and it was a natural starting point, I guess, but with, with five guys in for the spring, that's a lot of guys. The one that I think you would imagine would be the guy who will be the starter, the one that I think will be, didn't fully practice because he tore his ACL in October, and that was Chase Cord, who, who was a sophomore last year. He was Brett's backup going into the season. The third snap he ever took in his college career he went for a 47-yard touchdown against, the, against Troy on the road. So he has a bit of a dual-threat capability to him, and if he's healthy, of course that's an if, he's the guy who has the most experience. He's got legs that they haven't really had since Grant Hedrick, even before that, maybe Jared Zabransky. Uh, and, and he makes the most sense, but they, but they brought in a true freshman who enrolled in the spring named Hank Bachmeyer, who by some of the recruiting you know, uh, websites had as one of the top ten pro-style passers in the country. He's one of the highest-rated you know, guys they've ever signed. And, and in the spring game, he's essentially the number two quarterback. So I think that it may boil down to those two. And Cord, Cord might get a sixth year. So either one of these guys could, in theory, end up being a four-year starter. So let me ask you a tough question. It depends on your opinion solely, your point of view. Who's the best football coach Boise State has ever had? You know, I, I, if, I want to, if I want to take the really, the really hip answer, I'd say Lyle Smith because that guy was incredible as a junior college coach, never had a losing season or anything like that, and he established everything. But, 
but it, it has it has to be Chris Peterson. I mean, his you know he is still exalted here. He really took them to that next level and maintained a success that I think people expect here, but they haven't quite reached. And um, we saw we see here as a Washington too that he's just proven that he has the it factor that he is. There's a reason he was great here, and there's a reason he's great at Washington is that he was really special and was able to bring in some some you know some top notch talent, but also find those uh, you know under under recruited guys, Jim McClellan's, your Doug Martin's, your Kellen Moore's that ended up being guys who uh, you know led them to a 50, 50 and three record in four years. Dave Southorn with us uh, from the Athletic, covering Boise State on ninety seven five and twelve eighty the zone. Kind of with that in mind, uh, it's always really hard to replace the guy as a coach, right? And and Boise and Chris mm-hmm. Peterson, you know, Boise's done it more, more than probably anybody else out there, where they've kept it rolling during this stretch. But kind of with that in mind, how is Brian Harson viewed uh, with the success that he's had? Not quite as good as Chris, but still pretty darn good. Yeah, I think I think most of the fan base is pretty is pretty content with with what Harson has done. Um, his first season, they went to the Fiesta Bowl, so I think that was a good thing and a bad thing for him because if he hasn't been able to maintain that, that's been a little more difficult. Some, you know, they've they've had a few more of those home losses that used to never happen here. You know, he lost twice in one season his second year here. Lost last year to San Diego State. Almost lost to BYU, and I think that. And, you know that gets some fans a little, little agitated, and I think that um, you know, he, he's he's a little bit of a different guy. He kind of wants to be the spokesman for his program. He kind of wants to be the hype man. And Peterson was always kind of uh, the quieter guy. And uh, you know, Harson likes to have control of his program, and that that rubs some people the wrong way. But uh, but he's from Boise. Um, I live two blocks from his dad, where he grew up, and so you know he's from around here. He played here. He was an assistant here. So if there's anybody that I think really cares about Boise State, he's probably number one. And I think that that resonates with a lot of people more so than even even the record, if it's not as great as, the, as a lot of people want it to be. In your estimation, who's the best quarterback that Boise State will face this fall? Ooh, the best, you know, probably in my opinion, it, it probably is going to be, I'd say Jordan Love, you know, when they're playing Utah State, just because he had a great game up here last year. He had three touchdowns, threw for – 363 yards, only had one pick. Um, you know, I think you know getting down in Logan is going to be a challenge. I, I think he's he's been awesome. And then after that, it, it might be back. I know uh, you know Florida State is going to have uh, Blackman be there. You know, likely going to be their starter, but they, they still have a bit of a, a debate about who they're going to start. And uh, I'd have to say it's two, it's the two quarterbacks they're playing from the state of Utah. To be honest. Dave, thank you so much for a little insight. We really appreciate it. Uh, I want to give you a second to to really give a plug for The Athletic because they've expanded into college football down here in this market. I think it's really exciting what The Athletic is doing. And you mentioned you've written a couple pieces for them now, but uh, pretty awesome that they're going into local college football coverage. Yeah, I was uh, I was surprised and excited when they reached they reached out to me about maybe wanting to do Boise State. And um, the reaction has been great from the fans and from – the athletic itself. Uh, it's the, the second group of five school that they're covering. Uh, Cincinnati was the first, um, and, and and with Boise State, you know, there's fans. A lot of fans were kind of hoping for that sort of coverage because they're in a bunch of the, in the group of five. And then and then they brought in Chris Kamrani, uh, you know, a guy that I actually was able to bond with pretty well when we uh, had our summit uh, last week in Chicago. And he, uh, you know, he, he's usually on the Utah beat, so it's pretty cool that uh, they're moving into these local markets and, uh, you know, trying to pro- provide a lot of good, a good quality that, that maybe uh, you can't necessarily deliver every day in a newspaper. 
Yeah, Gordon, Chris is okay, I guess. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you know, he's, yeah. he's all right. Yeah, I so. <laughs> Well, Dave, congratulations on the gig, and thank you as always for jumping on and uh, chatting with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, guys. That's Dave Southorn from The Athletic covering Boise State football, and we've had Dave on uh, before. He, he really does a terrific job. And <clears throat> Excuse me, we had Chris on on what, Monday? Of course, we're teasing about Chris uh, Cameron. He's going to do a great job covering the Utes. Oh, and, terrific, terrific. And, and I do like what The Athletic is, is doing, and um, it's cool that they're expanding to college football. You know, the more stories you can get out there, the better. Sure. Uh, couldn't agree with that more. Uh, I asked him that question about the quarterback on purpose because I wanted to see uh, how, he, how he would evaluate uh, both Zach Wilson and Jordan Love. And he seemed to uh, to be pretty honest about it. Yeah, Jordan Love, number one. Well, Jordan uh, Love, I mean, his his year last year was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, there's just no arguing with that. Uh, he was he was I terrific. When we talked to the coaches up there, you know, they were telling us about all the advances that uh, Jordan Love has made. And I went up there and did that big feature column on him, and uh, found out all sorts of interesting things and walked away impressed. Man, you've had some really good columns over the last year, Gordon. That. That one, uh, certainly your recent Jerry Sloan one was terrific, but uh, I loved that Jordan Love column. Yeah, that was awesome. I learned a lot about him from that yeah. column. And he was uh, he was one of those guys who really came on strong late. Oh, out of Bakersfield and uh, wasn't really highly recruited and whatnot and shows up at Utah State and someone recognized some, some talents and some skills that could be uh, refined and he came on strong from there. I talked to a to a coach up there about Jordan Love shortly after that column came out, and he told me a little bit about the the backstory of him making it to Logan. And, and big ups to Matt Wells and that coaching staff up there because they saw it. And you're right, a lot of a lot of other programs out there mm-hmm. didn't see it, and they saw it. Yep. And and he's kind of a he's a motivated, driven guy. He certainly has a chip on his shoulder, and I would that that's what leads me to believe that he's going to be even better this year. And I know people up there are saying, well, I'm not sure if he has the weapons, but. I think he's good enough to make those players around him really, really good. Well, I think that offensive line has to protect him, and if they do, then he's he's going to be just fine. Uh, and I, I think the progression of quarterbacks is really interesting to track. You know, I remember when John Beck first showed up at BYU. He he tried to he tried to fire the ball through every wall he could find. You know, and he had to learn how to utilize yeah. what he could offer, and it took him took him a while to get there same thing with jordan love same thing with most quarterbacks you know there might be a few john elways out there who just sort of you know have everything that's necessary although remember when john first went landed in the nfl how rough that was at first so he had to learn too so i and when i mentioned the other day that uh, that interview i had with mike leach and remember that list of things mike went through as far as what quarterbacks what makes them successful, and so much of it was cerebral. Well, especially him because he runs that timing offense where you've got you've to be able to read exactly what's going on. Well, arm strength was like eighth on the list. Well, I think, I think accuracy is more important than arm strength yeah, at, at pretty much every too. level. Of course, maybe when you get to the NFL, it's a little harder. I mean, you've got to be able to get the ball where it needs to go, but... Still, there's a whole lot more than that. Think about that. People just take this stuff for for granted. But when a quarterback drops back into the pocket, 
Remember that thing when um, Aaron Rodgers talked about everything that he has to go, that goes through his mind when he walks up to the line of scrimmage? I mean, it's mind-blowing. It really is. It's, it's so much more than just the physical aspects to it. And uh, when, when, when any athlete is put in that circumstance, I find it absolutely fascinating. I think playing quarterback may be the most challenging position in all the team sports. Well, I'd agree with you because you have to stand back there and do all this while 285-pound grown men trying are knock trying your head to off. take your head clean off the body. Yeah. So you have to you have to do all this processing while other people are, are trying to hurt you. So yeah, I might I might agree with you. Maybe bo- I know, I know, boxing is somewhat similar. Yeah, I, I mean I know a I know a few quarterbacks, and I've been talking to them about everything that goes into it, and it is a lot. It is a lot. You've been talking to Frank Dolce without me lately. Mm-hmm. Dolce. Don't know why I always want to say Dolce. Anytime I talk to Frank, I'll, uh, I'll let you know that I am. Well, he, he blows up uh, Scotty at the beginning of his show each and every day. Have you been hearing that saga? No. I guess Frank's got some sort of reminder to call Scotty set for noon. So every day when they start the show, it's like, oh, welcome on in, Hanson Scotty. And no, oh, Frank's calling again. <laughs> so they fun. just answered it on the air the other day. Yeah. But no, it's not Frank who you've been talking to. No. no? Hmm. Let me think. Is Bart Starr still around? No, he passed away recently. Was it recently? Yes. Oh, I was trying Broke to. Broke my heart. I man. wasn't trying to be offensive. I was just trying to think of an old quarterback. Captain Intonil says hello. Are, are, you, are you kidding me? Bart you Starr, he was the quarterback of my team as of my youth. What do you mean? I was just trying to make a reference. I wasn't In the trying ice to... bowl, going up against the Dallas Cowboys, you know, quarterback sneaking into the end zone when it's like minus 28 degrees outside. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring up a touchy subject. Oh, I wasn't trying was, to Bart do that. Star was the man. I, and it hurt me every time everybody said Johnny Unitas was better, which he probably was. But I still, Bart Starr was the quarterback of Vince Lombardi's Packers. Uh, We are live. Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy. It's the summer clearance event and the summer of Jeep event, Gordon. I know you've been, uh, you and your family have been partial to Jeeps over the years. 2019 Jeep Wrangler four-door hardtop unlimited 4x4 lease for $349 a month for 48 months. That's zero down. You can get a Jeep Cherokee Latitude Plus 4x4 lease for $288 a month for 48 months. Zero dollars down. All you have to do is come in here, check it out. It's Utah's number one volume Jeep dealer, Utah's largest selection of uh, new vehicles, Gordon. They have 12 acres of inventory. Yes, I do. But I'm pouring my heart out to you about my feeling for Bart Starr, and you go right into the read. I just thought I'd plow through this kind of awkward moment because I've obviously upset you. I didn't mean to. I thought I'd let you get a second to get it together. Well, I mean, it's different when you're a kid. You're choking back tears over there. I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, brought back lots of memories now. That was, that was the, of course, there was nothing unique about this. In the 60s, everybody's favorite team was the Packers. Every kid my age, seems like. Anyway, all right. I'm, I'm better now. You okay? Yeah, I've gathered I'm sorry. Myself. I didn't mean to do that. I've gathered myself. That was unintentional. Next thing you know, you're going to start talking about Boyd Dowler. And uh, who else? Uh, Wouldn't talk about that. Never heard of that guy. Oh, what about Pork Chop Womack? Man, you see, 
here's the thing. Nobody knows who Pork Chop, Pork, Pork Chop Womack was. But everybody of my generation knows the Packers. You know. Okay. Well, they're still around. I think everybody listening knows the Packers. Well, yeah, but that that version of okay. the Packers. All right. Well, I'm sorry I I stirred something up there. I apologize. All right. Sorry. Right. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm back with you now. 